Boo! This episode of Spooky Swirl was brought to you with the support of our terrible, horrible, evil backers over at patreon.com forward slash cinemaswirl. $5 OTP backers get instant access to every episode of our monthly exclusive bonus show, Cinema Swirl, where Kevin and I review bad movies. And coming up very early in November, we'll be reviewing Alien vs. Predator. Now's an excellent time to sign up. Something like 57 episodes up there already. You'd get instant access. If you want to find out more, head on over to patreon.com forward slash cinemaswirl. Right, let's get spooky swirling. Cinema Swirl! It's not an emergency, it's episode 111. <laughs> which for you US listeners, probably some Irish ones as well, just give it a quick quick Google. They don't all have to be rhymes, they can be wordplay no. as well. Yeah, yeah. They can be wordplay, you know, and there's nothing more terrifying than wordplay that is regionally specific. It's a spooky swirl! <laughs> Hello everyone, it's me, your old ghoul, Captain Kevin, joined as I am always by my OT Sam Chaplin and today it's a special spooky spectacular because today we're doing the famous zombie movie whose name despite being told several times escapes yeah. my broadcast colleague Sam Chaplin here this evening and we're going to ride this out for as long as possible. Sure. So I did ask Kevin to remind me of the name of this film and it's mm. something of the dead. It's it, not uh, that though. It's not that. No, it's not so it's not something of the dead. There's not like a bad De- uh, good, thing he, it's a, uh, good thing it's a spooky swirl, Sam, because as a podcaster, this is a nightmare. <laughs> it's, it's day or dawn. Dawn dawn of the dead. Dawn of the dead. Day of, no. the, day of the dawn of the... No, da- you're skipping ahead. Dawn of the planet of the dead. Night of... Night, Stop that Night. Now. Night of the dead. Dead... Almost. Night. Dawn... This ain't your grandma's dead. Oh. Because my grand, both of my grandmothers are dead. This, so right. it's uh, it's not just the regular dead. Living it's dead. It's the night. There you fucking night. go. Dawn of the living dead. No. Night of the living, night of the living you're, you're, dead. You're fine. There. Night so of the get, living dead. And what you should do now is just get that and edit it in for all the instances <clears throat> you got it wrong. Yeah. So people tuning in are thinking, this lad's really geared up for Night of the Living Dead. He said the name correctly several times okay. up until this point. Let me just get a clean take so I can edit it into all the... Sorry. Three, two, oh. one. <laughs> I, did, I did my goof too early. <laughs> and that is dawn, dawn of... Night, night of the... Planet of the Have you been taken over by some sort of a poltergeist or something? What's this? <laughs> yeah. It makes me forget things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The real villain here, the real Halloween hijinks, is yeah. the spectre of old age that is making well. you forget this simple title of Night of the Living Dead. Living in the Dawn of the Dead. Just remember the famous song from Rocky Four. Night of the living dead Because that's how you know that Paul's sure. going to die Because he comes <laughs> out to that song And he's, right. he's all like happy and like listen to it mate They're, James Brown's singing your fucking epitaph here In all seriousness Night of the living dead Zombies There's nothing 
Nothing frivolous or silly about the living dead, Sam. So, if this is the OG, mm. why is Sean of the dead not Night Mike of the Mike of the Living Dead? <laughs> why Why are they putting on on a later one? You know, because Edgar Wright is not just a master of doing that thing where the camera goes fast and you're like jesus that breakfast Whoa. was down him in two seconds yeah, yeah not only can you do that master of wordplay as well uh, okay. i should get him yeah. to do some of these intro rhymes that'd be handy <laughs> i think when he's got some time when he's not doing mcdonald's adverts which he has. excuse me you know the bow bow where they're all doing the eyebrow yeah. thing yeah that's edgar wright he directed that uh mcdonald's it's advert. a shame that kevin spacey was in all of those <laughs> mcdonald's ads as well because it feels really awkward every time you go get a burger now like oh he's acquitted like, yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's still a bit weird you know tastes Real off fame. so yeah what do you know you know at least that this is the og and when you say og you mean the uh original ghouls original ghouls yeah uh, the word ghoul is used in the a lot of the, the media surrounding this so you, okay. you've hit the nail on the head there when you say the original, yes. are you talking that this is the first recorded instance mm. of Western zombies? Are there are there are there like Eastern zombies? I mean, you know, there's kind of there's folklore zombies. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, Haitian yeah. zombies, etc. Folklore zombies were one of my favourite rock bands in the early two thousands. They were yeah, they were good. They were great. They were good. Well, if this is the no, uh, yeah, this I think feels like OG Western zombie film is the understanding. Okay. I have. Because I, I feel like zombies are relatively contemporary, apart from obviously folklore zombies. But the, this kind of mod, the modern zombie we know today with our walking, walking of the living dead, um, the last of the living dead, you know, all the zombie stuff we've got Red's now. Red's dead, living dead redemption. <laughs> all, of, all of that stuff has come from, from this, I would imagine. Night of the living dead. Now, the fact that you called it three other George A. Romero zombie movies in the sure. intro to this makes me think that maybe you've not seen Dawn of the Dead or Day of the Dead or the remake of Dawn of the Dead. You've probably seen Shaun of the Dead, I'm assuming. Mm. Afternoon of the Dead? Is that what? Answer the question! I, I've seen Shaun of the Dead, which is, the, okay. you know, it's a goofy, a goofy, fun zombie film. Was that your first exposure to zombie movies? Because I felt 2004 there was kind of a renaissance between that and the remake and I got the GVG box set as soon as I could get my grubby hands on it of the original George A. Romero trilogy. I think it was either... It probably, I don't think it was my first experience of zombies. I think that might have come through video games, weirdly. I remember watching my brother play one of the Resident Evil games. Uh, and I also okay, feel like yeah, I probably yeah. watched some Resident Evil... Well, I know I've watched some Resident Evil films. Have you? Yeah. Which ones, as a matter of... Because there's like a bajillion of them now. Yeah. There's more movies than there are games, probably, at this point. I've probably got a stop-motion one on Netflix or some shit, but um, I think... <laughs> I've watched... Wes Anderson presents <laughs> Resident Evil. Resident Evil. And you're like, Bill Murray's playing Wesker? I didn't think this could get any more uncomfortable. Here we are. Maybe the first couple, I think. But I, I think late 90s, early aughts, there were a lot of zom there's a lot of zombie stuff out there. So I think I've absorbed some of it. Yeah, I feel like 2010 and 11... When yeah. I came to these rocky shores, mm. I heard a lot of chat about it being like, oh, an oversaturation of zombie stuff. Like every game had a zombie mode. There yeah. were too many zombies. There was iZombie, the zombie spinoff of iCarly, obviously. There was lots of <laughs> lots of zombie content. And yes. many were saying, we've reached peak zombie.
zombie. Yeah. But that didn't kind of coincide with any sort of a downturn in the zombie business. I feel like there's been a plenty of zombie movies, games and series and spin-offs and franchises that have yeah. come since. Well, when we were at uni, you had all those posters, didn't you, that keep calm and zombie. And, you know, we, you had those... <laughs> But there, there, there was some. There was peak zombie, I think, in like twenty ten or something like that. You know, the kind of like lad who's got a book of like how to survive the zombie apocalypse. And he's like, oh, I've I've got a baseball bat or something. Read it cover to cover, mate. Cover <laughs> to cover. <laughs> and use that cover to batter a zombie on the head. Batter a zombie, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, did you ever get swept up in a zombie craze then? Because by not being into the movies, I feel like a lot of your formative years, it would have been the kind of, I don't know, adjacent zombie stuff or incidental zombie stuff. Like, were you a fan of any zombie things? Like, are you a wa- Everyone's had to watch The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah It's I just one of those of things Dead. that you unfortunately have to do at yes. some point in your life. I think it's much like when i was at school and i used to hang around with the goths but i wasn't necessarily a goth i hung around with zombie enthusiasts of course i did Mm. they were the same goths but i didn't necessarily absorb loads of zombie content but like resident evil is a zombie touch point 28 days later yeah i like that i saw that you you have seen that i I know yeah a danny boyle swirl might be in order at some Mm. point because I just saw Danny Boyle the other day, but that's for another episode. Ah, ah, ah. Ah, ah. He was tapping his toes. Oh, what was wow. he doing? That's one for the foot freaks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and there's like some zombie stuff in The Simpsons, maybe, and in cartoons yeah. and things. And yeah. It doesn't sound like it ever scared you, nor did it kind of grab you as like an, and it's something that you would identify as a fan of as a teen or a young adult yeah but I, you know I, I, I'm not against it I'm not like massively for it but I'm not I'm not freaked out that much by zombies compared to some other ghouls and and, and baddies What's the scariest ghoul for you then? Because I know the thing you had, yeah. you thought that was spooky. And I'm, I know The Exorcist had its moments on previous spooky swirls. But is there a particular booger man that gets Sam scared in the night? If there was some kind of like, I mean, you know the things that I'm scared of. So if, if there was some kind of like Spider-Man, that would be the, the scariest thing of all, I would imagine. Ooh. Some kind of, you know. Imagine yeah. that. And then he'd yeah. make you feel like a Spider-Man as oh, well. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah. Eight out uh. of ten. Awful. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, just a big big spider would be the scariest. So zombies, you know. Zombies, well, zombies, I think, at this time moved slowly. There was definitely a marked mm. thing of, like, one day, summer. I don't know what it was. It might have been 28 days later or something. It was. was. Like, they're fu- they're qu- they can fucking run now, mate. Quick, Fast. you're fucked. Because that was like the relaxing, not relaxing, but the 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 relief. <laughs> chill, ghoul, like you know, of zombies was if you can put a bit of distance between you and them, you got time, you know. Whereas mm. these ones, they started training, they started working out, and that's not what you want. So we're we're, we're going back in time a bit yeah, here. Yeah. And does the name George A. Romero mean anything to you in that essence? I mean, I know the name, but. I was wondering, like, where it would come up if you've not watched the movies, though. That's what's interesting to me, because I don't think mm. you're someone who would have played a lot of, like, Resident Evil games either, have you? Mm. Or? No, I've just watched my brother play them and watched been aware of the lore. I, I don't mean the lore as in I wasn't old enough to play Resident Evil. So I yeah, I figured, you know. 
not allowed. Yeah, you live in England long enough, your ear attunes to these idiosyncrasies. My brother was trying to pass me the controller. I was like, no, 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 I know the law. No, no, That's, no. I'm too young, but I will watch. I don't know why. I, I mean, I, you know, you see, you see the name about. And I know he's the zombie guy. The zombie guy. Yeah. It's another Romero who's done, like, video games. I feel like, like the Doom or Quake guy is a Romero. But oh, I don't know John Romero. The, John Romero. They're not, the, they're not yeah. the same Romero dynasty, are they? They just happen no, to be I called Romero. Imagine that. You have a stranglehold on all teenage boys <laughs> from the 90s. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah. But other than, other than zombie stuff, I don't know if he's done much else. As far as I'm aware. So the theory I have here now is that you may go into this with perhaps a raised eyebrow because it's an older, (laughs) a horror movie, an Mm. older horror movie. I think the the oldest horror movie that we've probably covered on Cinema Swirl. Mm, So I don't know if you think that that's going to impact the fear factor because obviously we've talked about old shit, Mm. but can it be scary old shit and scarier because it's old? Uh, well, so, right, this is completely unrelated, but the other day in my YouTube recommendations, some guy was filming a video of himself and then putting that on VHS and then digitising it and then putting that through VHS over and over again until it was so degraded and gross that it looked fucking spooky. And he was playing, like, classical music in the background, and that started to get all warbly and horrible. All of that to say, old shit can be scary. Okay, Um, the capacity is there. Yeah, yeah. But... I don't really know when this is from. I imagine it's the 70s, but it could, from what you're saying, it could be earlier. It's 1968. Oh. And far be it from me to run with the joke of, of course, they didn't have colour cameras back in those days, <laughs> which I really want to do. But no, yep. that is a stylistic choice. They, they opted, uh. we're going to do a black and white. That is the way we're going to do things. Many argue that the black and white nature of it makes it scarier, because if it was in colour, it may not have that kind of almost timeless quality to it. Kevin, are you telling me that the Beatles were around at the same time as zombies? Because if so, this is the hard day's night of the living dead that we're going into. Thank you very much. Thank you. And the song Help was about (laughs) when George was having his intestines ripped out by a ghoul. I didn't realise that zombies went that far back. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. 70s guys. Yeah. Yeah, Ah, late 60s. There you go. And they're all like, they're coming to get you, John Lennon. He's like, no one will ever cancel me. I'm I'm beyond reproach. I'll bring about world peace and then I'll die. And nothing's going to change that. And he did. And he did. So here we are. Sam, I think you're going to have a good time. I don't know if it will be a point and laugh good time or a, ooh. Ooh. A chilly good time. Yeah. Oh, I could go for a chilly good time right now. And I feel like I'm not the best judge of how you'll get on with this because me and zombies had a very particular relationship because one of my earliest memories of being scared shitless was indeed watching my brother play Resident Mm. Evil 2 on the PC. And I hate to break it to you, he sucked ass at it, so he got eaten over and over and over. Yeah. And it was all slow and, you know, lo-fi. 
and that wet manipulation haunted my <laughs> dreams for a long time. And then I saw Dawn of the Dead similarly around the yeah. same time. And I was like, this is the most horrible, scary thing ever. I don't like zombies gave me nightmares at a point when I was like eight or nine or thereabouts. So I'm like, come on, zombies. I, I'm not going to get nightmares about ghoulies anymore. And I did. So mm. I was really scared of zombies and like I would avoid zombie media quite passionately until Shaun of the Dead and the Dawn of the Dead remake came out, both of which had either enough humour or enough high octane action to make me no longer scared of zombies. And then I was like, I'm going to go watch the old scary ones. And there was a great thrill to that of mm. watching something that once terrified you and now you're like, get in, come on, yeah, get kill in. the uh, and so this one, though, sits in kind of a strange zone because like, I was obsessed with the remake of this, which is kind of schlocky and a little bit more tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, yeah. But I do think there's something quite haunting about this original. And because of a mistake they made when they published it, it is in the public domain so it is available oh, wow. okay everywhere sam yes. head over to itv player now <laughs> or bbc iplayer pick your poison wow. you fill your boots with all the free versions that are out there all right i'm excited and i thought you know as a teenager i was like fuck yeah george a. romero dismantle capitalism make it put oh no it was a mistake <laughs> put, put it on bank camp <laughs> pay what pay what you want <laughs> no. it was it just fell out of the copyright period okay i mean so i'm guessing these zombies are like brains and uh, that's the you know classic vibe i'm guaranteeing you nothing other than there are zombies and i'd yeah, yeah. ask you to assume uh, or to guess what's going to happen there are zombies yeah. there are humans the humans try and get away from the zombies the real zombies are the humans I know, but actually, if this is the OG zombie, that sort of... Well, but then maybe it's a parable about human nature. Oh, so were you, were you suggesting there, because this was an original OG yeah. zombie movie, that it might just be, the real zombies were those scary oh, zombies? Did zombies. you see them? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> like a zombie coming after me or something, yeah. man. I'm hoping the real zombies are the zombies, and it's just literally humans v zombies in a battle of okay. who will not die. Well, the living dead. I'm trying to do the maths on the living dead because they're which pick a lane, you know. What's what's going on it there? Is, it's a bit a bit confusing there. Uh, yeah. Not as confusing as this. Draw the circle and write one 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 on it in red blood and summon the demonic mail bag non-emergency version. Welcome to the spooky demon mailbag that we've summoned out of the ground. Ah. And if you've got any questions, queries, comments, or curses, Whoa! you can send them in to cinemaswirl at ghoulmail.biz. Now, we do not actually own that But site. send it anyway. We, uh, we, just send it anyway. Who knows? Yeah. It'd be like, you know, when you ring 666 on a rotary phone, go, who's going to answer? Anyone. If you send it, you might get the, e is it like email demon that comes back to you? There's oh, an yeah. email demon that says, ugh, you've gone the wrong says, place. Oh, I can't mail this. You fucking curse him right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you let him yeah. know with your keyboard powers. There's a new way which you can give us messages, by the well, way, folks. If you are... A backer at patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl Sam. Yes, so I went to the scariest place of all, and that's one of Patreon's new features, which is the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I went to Patreon's live chat feature to source We're some questions rolling here. it out. <laughs> <laughs> and we got some good ones. So thank you to the, the folks in the chat over on patreon.com forward slash cinema as well. The issue is, however, that the names you can have as your username on Patreon are not always just a, a human name. So our first question comes in from Dream Operator Speaking in Tongues, who writes the following. This is a great idea, this... <laughs> <laughs> it's a good it's a good name and it probably means something. Famously, after the release of The Exorcist, it was reported people started attending church more out of fear for the devil. Has a horror movie ever made you scared of something you originally didn't believe in? Kevin, thoughts? Mm. I mean, definitely, you know, in hand in hand with Resident Evil, certainly Dawn of the mm. Dead made me scared of something that I didn't think could make me scared in zombies. Yes. I'm trying to think of more, kind of more recent examples. I will say, like, there's certain movies that didn't scare me as a teenager that now as an adult do scare me a good mm. deal more. Like, Panic Room. That, th- yeah. that, that yeah, kind yeah. of a home invasion, like, back when I was a kid, I'm like, what's, what's, we'll, ri- we'll ring the police. What's, what's so bad about that? <laughs> and there's something, about, I watched Panic Panic Room a couple of, couple of years ago, and I was like, "Oh, that is that because I'm old now? Is that what's mm. happened here? That's made me a little bit more scared of like if a home invasion happened. Oh, I don't even have a panic room like Jodie Foster. So it's the, the office. The thing you now believe in is uh, burglars. Is that am I correct? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I never thought they were real. <laughs> no. <laughs> You just thought they're like the Hamburglar. Now, my thoughts on this question, and this is probably going on a little bit of a tangent, but I was trying to think of like what horror go. films scared me particularly growing up. And there was also a message from Tristan writing, he just wants more chat about the film Saw, and indeed the Saw franchise. And so, I, and Saw, I saw, I saw Saw, year, days of yore, when I was, but, uh, that, right. I, I, Enough I, of I, your hee-haw, <laughs> Mr. Saw. I watched Saw as a young man, young teen, and uh, it was very scary. And Sophie pointed something out recently to me that Saw is essentially, because she'd not seen it before, we watched the first one, it's just scary Taskmaster. (laughs) 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 Which, when you start to think about it like that, and you know that people like Alex Horn are out there in the world, Mm. it makes me a bit scared that, you know, things could change and I could be trapped in an actual horrible game. But, Sam, can you guess which members of the Saw universe that John Kramer's got a crush on? Like, you can so obviously guess (laughs) Greg Davies. We should just go for a walk around Camden, you and I. Glamorous female contestant on Taskmaster. (laughs) I was then not sure, like, if Alex Horn is a Jigsaw figure or if Jigsaw himself needs his own little assistant. Whoa, but that's that's whoa, the lad on that's the lad on the puppet on the bike, you know. I was gonna say, Sam, your saw lore is almost as egregious in, in its missing elements as your taskmaster lore right okay. there. Yeah. If anything, Alex would be the recovered drug addict from Saw 2. Yes. Or he might be at a push for the real deep dive Saw heads. He'd be Hoffman because he's the man mm. who's actually making the reality of the very convoluted plans take place. And I'm pretty yeah. sure there's a scene at the start of every season of Taskmaster where Alex Warren takes out a series of photographs of the contestants and points at them. Yes. And uh, you know what? Now I think about it, Jigsaw is only really there for the studio records. Um, it he's is. Not, you know, <laughs> he's not present. Hoffman's the put in the graft. <laughs> 
in terms of like things I didn't believe in that I believe in now, I don't. Know, but like uh, you know, a, a good horror film can make you for you know twelve to twenty four hours think that there might be a ghost or a demon about. I feel like that's I mean, a thing. Not realistically, you, but you you still get the the willies up you. You know, it's. Ugh. I, I think you and I had a little moment with the birds where we're like, they are kind of scary though, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, that didn't make us scared of birds, but it made us thankful for the docile nature of most mm. British and Irish birds. Yes. Uh, just, uh, again, I'm just thinking of scary stuff. I think trees are s- scary to, to you. <laughs> well, I, I was going to bring up Troll 2 over on Cinema yeah. Swill, where yeah. obviously lots of fun was being had there, but turning into a tree is a concern for my own welfare. Yeah. I mean, like... I'd be it, an awful tree. Blech. Well, trees can, like, grow around stuff. So if you were there for long enough, the tree could absorb you. And that's re- that's a real thing that could happen, so... Yeah, and honestly, if you live your life like me, i.e. in the modus operandi of crazy paving, the idea of a tree coming and wrecking your shit, very scary indeed. Yes, very scary. So Not thank that you very- crazy, come on, tree! <laughs> So thank you, Dream Operator Speaking in Tongues, for your question over on the Patreon new live chat Discord-esque feature that they've rolled out. There's an additional question from Johnny. There we go. That's, there you go. That's easier to, to grasp. Here is Johnny uh, yes. with his question, like and in the movie. <laughs> Johnny writes, Thinking of some of the big bads from famous slasher franchises, Jason, Michael Myers, Ghostface, etc., who do you reckon you'd be able to take down? And which one is knocking you off before the film's opening credits? <laughs> All right, I, I, it's safe to say, Sam, that you and I would fucking mm. run up against a Mike Myers and we wouldn't be able to put it into them. That's just, you know, yeah, that's just sure. the nature of the franchise. Yeah. That being said, Ghostface from Scream, I've seen most of the Scream movies. I've watched most of David Arquette's filmography and wrestling career. Sure. I know I, I ain't afraid of no Ghostface. I'd fucking go in there and give him the kick, you know? Go in there and give him the kick. Give him the fucking give him the box as well. Yeah, yeah. Also, as well, I reckon Freddy Krueger. Uh, you look like one big hemorrhoid, mate. Coming at you with the tube of germaloids. You're donezo. Yeah, I. I mean, look, some of these lads. On a good day, I reckon I could spark them out. I think, you know, one clean shot is all it would take, and I could get uh, you want, This is our new section, by the way, Talking Tough with Sam yeah. and Kevin, <laughs> where we uh, size up fictional characters from 40 years ago, and yeah, we could take them, could take them. The thing, easy, just a dog. Fre- oh, Freddy Krueger, mate, you think you can take me? You're the one dreaming, mate. Bam, down he goes, uh, you know, because he's, he's the one who gets in your dreams, isn't he? But I'm going to knock him out so that he'll be... He'll being the dream well i'm gonna punch him back into dream i'm gonna i'm gonna hit him really hard he's gonna fall over what's that sorry the really badly behaved child from the exorcist what's that is it a knock on on mr mahan's door i've got a badly behaved child that needs to go into the back of your classroom because i can't handle him been there done that got the t-shirt yeah and sent the child back rehabilitated no christianity necessary yeah and I reckon I could take the child in a fight. So, you know, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. easy. I know that I know that doesn't count, but probably could, you when know. When you're dealing with a dysfunctional child, mm. you throw it back at them. Your mother sucks cocks in hell. Your, your mother, mother sucks, sucks cocks in hell. Yes. How yeah, about yeah. that? And they'll, have yeah. a th- they'll think twice. They'll think and twice. Do it in front of the other demon children. And... <laughs> is, is that so cool now, isn't it? <laughs> and then what I'll do is... I'll show them what happens to them in Exorcist 2. And they'll be like, oh, what? (laughs) Yeah. No. And then you'll play everyone the song from Exorcist 2 and they'll all be rocking out. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
fucking great. <laughs> it's so good. So good. That so song. good. Yeah. Thanks again. Um, yeah, no, no problem. But yeah, I mean, most of the big bads, I could, I reckon I could, you know. Drinky, you take these zombies then, Sam? Well, look, I've seen, uh, you know, posters at uni poster fairs that are like, warning zombie, shoot them in the head. It's, you got you to gotta get them in the head, you know? Yeah. Not, I don't mean like psychologically, be like, oh, you're a bastard. <laughs> All right, I don't know how to get into anyone's head, but, you know, not. I'm not playing mind games with these zombies. I'm no. playing brain games with them and smashing brain these pieces. Brain games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I've done some brain training, and I'm going to train their brain to be blown to bits by a shotgun. You just got to get their head off. Show them their brain age score, and they're like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm rubbish um, at Sudoku now. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, yes. if we've got our ghoulish bag sent back to the netherworld mm. and you're ready for a stroll through an old black and white graveyard, I reckon it's time for you and I to go on down to the demons of hell and come Spoon. back up again because it's not set down there, it's set in, in earth. Let's go do a spooky swirl. Ah! Sam, initial brain reaction to Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck was that? What was that? What, what is anyone going to glean from that? I'll be honest, for one of the few times, I forgot the initial gut reaction was part of what I need to do when I come back. People tune in for that yeah, noise. Yeah, no, I know. I know. They want the idea. I've got people DMing me saying, fucking timestamp his IGR, <laughs> and I want that. And that's like, I have not enough time to listen to all my podcasts. I want no. Sam's noise, and that's it. <laughs> Sam's noise, Starlight Brighton, and done. Next episode. Patreon plug, yeah. done. We're no, good. They, yeah. <laughs> they want your rhyme at the start. My initial gut reaction, star wipe, out. They're going to fucking go. hate this episode. <laughs> Non-emergency call 111. What the fuck is going on? It was, it was all right, but it's, oh, it's all dusty old shit, isn't it? It's dusty... <laughs> It's the fucking old <laughs> shit. I didn't. I know we talked about this in the sixties. It's black and white, but it is. It's a, it, you snuck in some By the old way, shit. Just so you're, you know, it is a stylistic choice. I was gagging yeah, well. earlier. It was a joke. You don't. In 1968, no one was saying you better make this in black and white. Unless no, it was. It was just made in Pennsylvania, not in Pleasantville. It was made in the pencil lead, mate, because it's all grey. <laughs> So are you telling me that because you didn't get your splashes of, of red, your gore, mm. that you were left wanting after this spooky uh, swirl? I'm not saying it's necessarily that it's bad, but mm. I, I don't know. I don't... Uh, uh, this is weird because like, I felt I'd just be shepherding your good time I, yeah. you know, and, and ferrying you along. I don't think I've got it in me to try and change your mind on this. <laughs> 
<laughs> Look, let, let's dig into some real positives. This is the first film we've ever done for this where the full film is available on the Wikipedia page of the film. Like That's the- amazing! <laughs> like, this is, Never sh- mind ITV player, that's fucking <laughs> uh, wild. You scroll down and then there's a little picture. It's like Night of the Living Dead fo- brackets full film. And I thought what you meant when you said it had fallen into the public domain was that that happened like relatively recently. And people no, take no, they just filmed it in the wrong form. Yeah, that was it. And there are a lot of different versions of this. Uh, like I remember a friend of mine had like a color version of it. And so, right. you know, the old way of colorizing things, they literally just painted all the cells in the yeah, film. Yeah. So all the zombies are all like green or whatever it is. And there are like a lot of like modern recuts of it. I know okay. not Giorgio Romero, but the other writer, he did like kind of a weird ass version that came out like a couple of years ago where he mixed in new footage with the old and it's really fucking jarring. Right. But you were not. Am I going to be burying the lead master here when I assume that you were not scared watching this film. You don't seem like a man who's had a case of the terrors this evening. I can't say there were any scares for me, but my God, this film is readily available. So, I, you know, it's it swings and roundabouts, really. And that roundabout is available in full HD on YouTube, legally, legitimately, with full, with full subtitles, correct captions, which is uh, amazing. Are you telling me that your amazement at the proliferation of this movie yeah. has actually eaten into its intent of scaring you? Is that it? You're just too impressed by its <laughs> widespread nature. <laughs> How could you be scared by that? Yeah, it's just so like available to me that I, I can't be frightened. Whereas if I had to dig into fucking, you know, going through... If I had to boot up a VPN to fucking get a hold of this then maybe I'd be more scared but no there's like no issue at all getting a hold of this could I be so bold as to inquire because mm. I, I feel it's always very important with a spooky story particularly yeah, yeah. the circumstances under which you watched this movie sure. did you lights off tea supper dog etc what was your setup here it was me and Stanley on our own, in the dark, uh, a post-tea. This was like after tea and uh, after Big Brother. <laughs> so you were resting and digesting and not yeah, digressing because yeah. you were watching the movie like you were meant to. I felt like it was appropriate to watch it like full, full night time. Like this yeah. is this, I watched this post 10pm, which for me is late. Okay, now I'm going to come at you with an alternate because yeah. I have watched this movie a bajillion times in the mm. past. Many a time, a post 10pm, I would say, is just... Sure. That would be written on the back of the yeah, package yeah. and be saying that's kind of how you should do it. Counterpoint, mm. I watched this at... 8 a.m. this morning. Wow. Because it was really dark and I watched it in bed. And I, right. it was because it was really, it's gotten really cold and dark. We've had a really balmy, long, mm. hot October and now it has become cold and dark. So I thought, what better way to start the day than yeah. by watching a scary movie? And it was an odd feeling. I watched most of Saw in bed while I had illness, mm. you know, last month. And that was fun. And this was a different vibe. I don't think it quite... Something about an old movie at that time of morning, I felt like I was like on my deathbed or something like that. <laughs> but you'd seen Saw before, right? That wasn't your first oh, yeah. Saw. I, I'd seen Saw okay, yeah, 1 yeah. and 2 before. Yes. But we were sick for a few days and so Joe was you... feeling froggy. So we watched yeah, yeah. all of Saw. And I would say if you are going to watch 
spiral from the book of Jigsaw. Yeah. I recommend you do that in bed as well. Okay. The whole franchise you can watch in bed. That's what Chris Rock would have wanted. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. You could go onto the MGM casino on your phone right there in, in bed and <laughs> get, get that, you know? <laughs> More positives, Kevin. More positives. Oh, is it a lovely font? Is that the yes. font? Yes, it's a, it's a good one. Font. It's a great one. The lowercase knight and then mm. the all caps of the living dead looked very, very neat. It was very neat. I liked it. It was well You know what I'm going to say to you, Sam? Uh, yeah. I do believe it's ahead of its time because I'm going to say this now. Upmarket late 1970s department store font. Mm. Oh, 100%. That yeah. is a very, very accurate description. See? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, the grubby zoologist Kevin has picked up a few bits from his erstwhile font friends over mm. the years. I can blag my way arse backwards into placing a font outside of its time and space. <laughs> that, that was a perfect description. It doesn't necessarily suit the tone of the film, but it kind of also does. No. I mean, it doesn't say Night of the Living Dead. It says, coming up later on tonight on RTE1, <laughs> Night of the Living Dead. Yes. A reminder, it's 1981. Yeah. And we start, which is, you know, for us, a spooky swell tradition. I can think of at least one film that's done this previously. Spooky music and a car going up a road, you know? Ooh. And then, because it's dusty old shit, all the credits... Happen at the start. How do you feel about that? That's ah, come on. That what? <laughs> one of the things I look forward to most about a film is being like, oh, that extra five minutes of runtime that I was expecting. Yes. That's all credits. That's gone. Goodbye. But with this, it's like, no, the whole thing is the thing, and I've got to watch. Yeah, all these that credits. that's a preview of our Patreon content. We're in Cinema Swill. We usually have a good two minute chat about the length of the credits. And yes. how excited we were for them to come yeah, up with yeah. the bad movie. Like, if it was Keith Lemon the film, the credits are a blessed relief to be like, oh, thank God, mm. I can chop off that five minutes off the end. Oh, wait, no, there's, like, outtakes with Keith Lemon. But, you know, enough about that. Um, spooky music, car going up a road. We're heading towards a graveyard. I mean, this is, like, horror 101. And I was like, okay, clues in the name. It's night, and they're going to a graveyard. That must be where the dead are. I mean, they're they're going to be living there, aren't they? Like, you know, that's yeah, usually yeah. where they, they live. Now, graveyard for you, spooky, mm. special, sacred. Talk to me about the, the graveyard experience, because I know you've said you've hung around goths, so I'm yeah. not sure if they, they took you down to that graveyard. There's a couple of nice ones in Nottingham. Not, not a bad place to rest your bones. So I, I didn't used to hang around in graveyards as a, as a teen, but for a long time, my walk to work ah. involved a stroll through a graveyard, and it was a very nice one. Sorry, a stroll? Yeah, walk. Oh, that's yeah. A little bit disrespectful. That's all right. Sorry. <laughs> it's a bit jaunty as well. It's a bit yeah, jaunty. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a skip. It I was know, a stroll. I know, but a stroll, you're, yeah. you're a bit mirthful there. I would say if you're going through any place that houses the dead, mm. a standard perambulation would sure. be what you're yeah, aiming yeah. for. Yeah. You know, I don't want no sassy gates, Sam. <laughs> and there were some real sassy gates to, that you had to open to get into the. Yeah. So, you know, graveyards are honestly kind of a nice 
they're just, for me, in my experience, and I've not really been to visit any graves in a graveyard. It's just been like a nice park, but it happens to have dead people in it. Well, listen up now, because I've, I've heard it before, mm. but the big wigs down at Nottingham Town Council, yeah. such as the state of your diminishing green spaces, that a literal son of Nottingham's coming on here, stowing the virtues of where we shovel all our dead into it's the nice. ground. Because... You know what I like, Sam? Victoria Park in Salford, the bustling yeah. green metropolis of Salford. Well, my counterpoint is that the graveyard is pretty much opposite the Arboretum. Oh. Which is sort Ooh. of a... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want roots tangling with the dead. <laughs> the dead have, like, seeped under and the trees have absorbed the dead. So, that in a way, those trees are the spirit of the dead. And it's a graveyard that's like been full for like years. So like all of those dead people are like long, long, long dead. Now, I was wondering your thought about like how you'd like to go. Would you like to be buried in a graveyard? You know, I know I've, I've talked extensively about the funeral. I've not talked about the disposal of my own body. Sure. You know, there's, there's this stuff out there where like, oh, they can hook you up to a tree and then <laughs> you're, you're the tree. And I'm like, oh, great. And then you can go in me and get rid of all the spiders and learn how to Ugh. use your slingshot. Because let's face it, with this facial hair, I'd be a Deku tree. You know, oh, you yeah, yeah, like 100%. That. Yeah. There's ones yeah. where you can become like a string of fairy lights as well, I believe. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be recalled, you know. Bit of cremation and then like press me into a record or... Ooh. Yeah, or like compress me into some sort of jewellery, I think. Just ha have me about, have me about as a thing. A lot of compression going on Compre there, though. I mean, Compress me. May I recommend an anxiety blanket while you're still alive? <laughs> because you might get something out of it. <laughs> and can I recommend a lossy MP3 if you want some real compression? <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Uh, in fact, by the time I die... We'll all be digitally disposed of, won't we? Because true, yeah. Because Charlie Brooker will have, uh, I'd, you know. But when you have digitally disposed of me, yeah. you have to make sure you clear the cash as well. Otherwise, I'll just be yes. back up. And this is what we have here: a night of the living dead. Yeah, they clear the cash. <laughs> both browsers now. Yeah, both browsers clear the cash. Tick all time, not just like the last six months yeah, or whatever. Yeah. No, no, no. So the, these, these, I thought it was a young couple, but they're brother and sister. They roll up to the graveyard and they're oh, just like... Guy. He's an asshole, this Johnny, isn't he? <laughs> oh, I've got to lay this fucking wreath on this fucking grave for this old dead man who I don't even fucking remember. Ugh. And I've had a three-hour drive and it's a three-hour drive back and I'm doing it for our mum and it's shit. And he's just m moaning. You know what I love most about Johnny here, Sam, is that he complains about the scene, you know, because it's, yeah, it's yeah. the late 60s. He's like, yeah, I don't want to be around this scene, see? <laughs> well, guess what, Johnny, you asshole? There's no scene that should have you. And you know what? It's, <laughs> it's very telling of where we are in time in terms of when this is released, because, spoiler alert, Johnny gets killed. And mm. in horror films... I've noticed that when you want to set up that someone quite early on is getting killed, you kind of make them into a bit of a shit so that you don't feel bad when they die pretty <laughs> soon after. Die. And in, in like modern films, they'd like say some racist or like hit a woman or something. But this or guy just... say, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, oh! <laughs> this guy just has a bit of a moan and you're like, oh, I'm glad he's dead because he was, you know, he was having a pop. Well, we won't be driving three hours to your grave, Johnny, because you're a prick how about that you know 
Were you expecting because we were in the graveyard? And I feel this mm. is interesting. There's a lot of like, you know, big tropes regarding zombies. And people will casually say, like me in the priest row, this one kind of set the bar for, for a lot of the kind of the, the mainstream Western zombie or whatever it is. Yeah, well, yeah. a lot of stuff you don't get. Like, for instance, mm. no zombie says brains here. That's a return no. of the living dead business. Were you expecting grave busting action? Like hands going... Pfft. Out of the grave. No. And they don't have their really? like, arms in front of them. Yeah. None of that. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. We don't get the traditional tropes. Now, I d- right, I want to bring something up. There was chat between these two about how light it is, even though it is definitely. They're like, it is nighttime, but it's bright because of summer and daylight Daddy savings. Summer. And I honestly think like that's an excuse that they can film this scene in the daytime in yes. broad daylight to get good lighting and justify that it's still spooky in nighttime. There's a, there's a real it seems harsh because it's George A. Romero and I know he's a big deal. There is a real student film vibe to this. Oh, that, that is it, Sam. I mean, it is massively. like he yeah. had experience working in commercials and stuff like right. that, but in terms of a first project, most of the people, particularly the actors, this was like first thing that most of them had ever done. And they made it for the sum total of $100,000, which adjusted for inflation, I believe is $100,000. But that <laughs> Bills are all kind of puffy. Yeah, ma- yeah, they're you know swollen. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. like if you bought liquor off of Amazon and they sent it to you, and it'd be all kind of like with these cards that are like, and you go, great stuff. Yes. So there's a, a slight. Uh, what, what am I trying to say? There's not a professional sheen to this all of the time. There's a it's few. It's scrappy. Little, I would. I would it's argue. Scrappy. It's scrappy. scrappy. Yes. Which is everyone's favourite member of the Mystery Machine gang, <laughs> Scrappy Doo. Is there anything more passive-aggressive? And I think this is something that maybe has been lost in modern times, but a man putting on his driving gloves certainly gives you indication of him wanting to get a move on now. You can't just put on a coat, because that is straight-up rude. But if you're putting on the driving gloves, yeah, that's, that's more of a on, civil way going. of saying, let's do a three-hour drive, yeah, yeah. come on. And so what, what happens here is they've got to lay this wreath and johnny is talking to barbara and being like oh i used to scare you in this graveyard when we came here when we were kids and i go they're coming to get you barbara and he's doing it again and he's like oh there there's one of the baddies now there's one of the ghouls now shut up i hate baddies (laughs) pointing at this what looks like a bloke and i thought oh well when we zoom in we're gonna realize that it's a zombie but when we do get a clear shot of this zombie he does just sort of look like a pale tall bloke who's got quite a nice face he's got quite kind eyes this zombie he, does. he looks quite just like and he's got his walk is quite jaunty he's like he does have a jaunty about. walk he reminds uh, me of the nice farmer who filled up uh, several gallon jugs of hard cider when i took a very fun side adventure detour when i was in bristol always yeah. follow the road signs in bristol particularly the ones that lead you to side but he had kind of a a, a warm worldly vibe to yeah. him which is why it's even more terrifying that he's straight in on johnny Be like i'll yeah. show you a commute i'll kill you right here in the graveyard commute time zero minutes Yes. It grabs Barbara and then Johnny tries to save the day and Johnny goes down. It's quite a soft death for Johnny. It's just, boop. Oh, he's hit his head on a grave. He's he's gone. Zombie Man also has this permanent look on his face, like he's done something wrong, and he's kind of going, "Oh, yikes!" He's kind of like, "Oh." You know, uh, you know what else he uh, looks like. You saying that? Yeah. He looks like the CEO of Ryanair, Michael O'Leary, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, you know, he's always pulling that cheeky, I've done something Ooh, wrong, so I have. Easy. Or yeah. sure, I haven't paid any of me taxes, so I haven't. You fucking crook. <laughs> I mean, this, so this scene at the start is where most of the student film vibe comes in because Barbara manages to get away, get into the car and Zombie Man is very gently banging on the glass until he has to do the actual smash. Like there's, He's pounding on the glass but he knows that that glass is going to go. Yeah, so it's, he has it's, to do it's the, the gentlest hits against it. There's some of one that in wrestling some of the time but even then they, they sell it a bit. But yeah, one take but she's managed to get away. I don't know why, but the zombie picking up a stone always makes me laugh. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, shit, he's got a tool now. There's Uh-oh. a very much like a safari park gone wrong vibe when someone <laughs> picks, like, when the giraffe picks up a stone, you're fucking done. He's dropping that yeah, from a yeah. height. Goodbye, sun view. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, these zombies, um, not quite as slow as I thought they would be. They've got a bit of pace to it. Or this one has. Maybe They're not the ones later on. The speed of a man, yeah, I would say. Speed of, well, a lot of things of just a man is what they've got. That is true, yeah. So Barbara getting away. She crashes into a tree. She makes her way to a creepy farmhouse. And I'm like, okay, this reminds me of Resident mm. Evil Village or the one before that, creeping around the dark abandoned house. And I'm like, okay, here's where the established tropes of this setup have been regurgitated forever because I really got that sense of like eerie exploration of abandoned place as but a But the opening salvo didn't do it for you is what you're saying? No, mm. no. But then this, this is where I start to kind of get in. We're, we're all right. Taxidermy. Yeah, that felt a bit Citizen Kane. That just felt like, you know, you're faking me out with a jump scare here just to make sure I'm... Hey, wake up, come on. We've got a zombie movie here. Look, we're we're still going. But this guy is a persistent fellow, this Michael O'Leary sort of a bitch. (laughs) And all I could say, Sam, if Mm. a zombie came shambling into my garden and took down my washing line, well, there'd be World War Z3 (laughs) coming at you, is what I'm saying. 100%. That's just rude. That's rudeness is what that is. That's well, the zombies are going to smoke them out. They're going to make them like, their clothes are going to be all damp and musky and they're like, ah, oh, we have to <laughs> die. <laughs> we can't leave that out there. It's fallen on the floor. The phone's not working. Another classic like horror thing. There's no contact with the outside world. Okay, we're, we're establishing that. And I do appreciate, I'll always will take a chance to smell the roses when we go back in time and we don't have to have the Verizon wireless isn't working yeah, for some yeah, reason, yeah. you know? My cell the, reception is down. What? Oh no. Well, like you drop your phone in the fucking sink and I'm like, come on. None of the apps are updating despite <laughs> my preferences. It was very clear. Very yes. clear. Has there been a, a horror set on one of those like non-tech silent retreat things? Because I feel like that's Ooh. the perfect place for it. Yeah, and the horror starts on a this is second day when you wake up and you're like, well, it's going to be a long weekend. <laughs> <laughs> There's a scary decomposing body on the stairs, so we know that, you know, this is a, a house of, of death. There's been Did that some... shot of the corpse make you think, okay, more gore's coming? Because I kind of feel like, in terms of a violence, it is a, mm. I, I still submit it is a creepy movie, but like, yeah. I will view something in terms of violence and horror kind of from like, would you get away showing this to kids uh, the last day of term in school? And I kind of feel like mm. no one's... Ri- like, the kids would be bored shitless, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. But I don't think anyone's going to be traumatized watching this in, in 2023 if they're a youngster. I think no. they might find it quite quaint compared to what they see. I agree, yeah. But I, mean, I guess for the time, that shot of the decomposing head was quite gross. And there's a few little bits later on, but it never fully grossed me out. And uh, Barbara, she's I think she goes outside to try and deal with shambly zombie man outside. But he's, he's, he's brought some of his rowdy friends with him. <laughs> Yes. Stomping but, about. But a lad pulls up at the same time and gets her back in the house, closes the door. A fellow survivor trying to figure out what's going on, but he's a bit more action-oriented. He's got, like, what, what are we going to do here? And this guy's called Ben. He's 10 out of 10 Ben is what they yes. call him because he's yes. a top bloke. Yep. I love Ben. Yes. And he's a, a black leading man in a film in the late 60s, which, from what I was reading on Wikipedia, and also what, what I know from history, yeah, it's a big deal. And it wasn't yep. played up as a big deal, and nothing was, like, changed in the script to no. accommodate that, which, I you know, it's kind of that's uh, that's good yeah it's a good good thing it feels like yes <laughs> it, it feel like i think it's the one thing that makes it not feel like dusty old shit though in some respects because yeah 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 you know i mean not not to be too melodramatic but if it's a black and white movie from back in the day and there's a mm. black character i am at least 50 percent expected to be a famous white actor blacked up for the occasion <laughs> yeah i mean you know <laughs> yeah 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 and there's none of that it's just a the leading character it's a black man and he's i mean he means business he's coming in trying to sort out these zombies bopping ghouls with a tire iron yeah yeah, yeah. 10 out um, of 10 ben and he's <laughs> there are zombies outside smashing up the car and so he's going out clubbing them and as a zombie makes his way in and then ben bashes him right through the head and there's one shot so he's just dealing with all these zombies one shot of him bashing a zombie, which made me laugh so much because it's like so obviously a dummy that he's hitting. You get the shot of the zombie from the front and then the shot from the back, and it literally looks like a t-shirt tied up full of newspaper that he's like I mean, smashing up. I'm, I'm sure I've mentioned before, but my, yeah. my brother and his friend who was into zombie movies big time wanted to make mm. their own zombie movie, and mm. we had far less than a hundred thousand dollars. We just had a we, we just had a nightstick a VHS camcorder and a younger brother who Saturday was going to take a turn he would never forget. <laughs> yes. And our great idea, their great idea, was that we would fashion a head out of a mask that is stuffed with a pillow and then yeah. we would tuck it in and then pull up my shirt and we'd swing at it so we wouldn't have the hokey, you know, body double effect sure. that you yeah, did. Yeah, like. yeah. But we did miscalculate and I did get hit uh, with a nightstick full force in the side of the head. Uh, And that's when I found out that nightsticks are made of a special polymer so that they can't crack skulls. So (laughs) so you swing them if you got them. That didn't make the final cut either. I'm still arguing for the the director's cut. Now show the the boy getting whacked with a nightstick. <laughs> now, in contrast to the sound I imagine you made when you got whacked full force with a nightstick, these zombies, the sounds they make are quite gentle. They are a yeah, bit I, like, I, was, I wasn't gentle. <laughs> they're, they're like me at the start of a, a Patreon promo. There's a bit of, oh, ooh, uh. <laughs> It's like, they're not like, uh, they're just like, oh. Get that cool. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's real like a, 
they're quite soft and nice, these zombies. They're good guys, you know? They're just Did trying to best. you say they're good guys? Yeah, when yeah. these zombies come into the house, they don't even wipe their feet. No. I think that is quite rude. They've been walking across a country field. But Ben's played this game before, and by mm. this game, I mean Resident Evil 1. Ain't no fucking surprises coming around in the second act. He's burning the body straight away. Yes. No one's getting up. There's no, no, no unfortunate surprises later. Yeah, burn the bodies. The zombies are also scared of fire. So we've and got. That's not a spoiler for Resident Evil 1. That's literally life saving advice. Yes, yes, that will help you out. But the character of Barbara, for the whole of this film, she's in a trance. Yeah, she's like, I thought she'd got been, been zombied because she is just. <laughs> I thought that was going to be the twist, that, like, early doors she'd been got. Because she does sort of just wander around, not really saying much, looking spooked, helping a bit, but not really. And it's a real strange vibe from her. But you're right, it's trance-like. I guess it's like she's traumatised and freaked out, and you would be. I think it's meant to be, like, folks, you know, you go into shock or whatever, but I think it's meant to show how, like, some folks, when horrible things happen, literally kind of glide through them in a... uh, almost comatose state now i think that's something that's directly addressed in the remake of this which is one of my fave movies but i am kind of really i don't it felt wrong doing the remake before you'd seen the original sure i don't know it's kind of schlocky but it's great i don't it's neither it's another one of those ones that falls between the cracks i think of not being one or the other sure and i I, (laughs) our two characters here they're sharing their stories of how they first encountered these zombies (laughs) ben's got quite a cool story about like you know has he ever i want to see this movie 18 wheelers explosions 60 zombies all climbing all over holy shit man now hope you brought some of that budget with you (laughs) i was gonna say that's that's how you solve a budget problem just have someone tell the story in an engaging way out loud with words you don't need to do all of that stuff that sounds really expensive to shoot i was going to pick your brain as well because i feel this contains one or two of the zombie things that are less obvious and not referenced elsewhere zombies being afraid of fire is that something that like in the zombie media that you've seen has that been permeated through oh yeah they don't like they'll they'll go and go walk away from us the idea of zombies being scared i don't think has existed much there would be anything that they'd be like, oh no, you know. I think they just they're cool with whatever. Yeah, I figured they'd be like walking through fire, like so yeah. on, like yeah, yeah. Don't don't give a shit. But they're like, oh god, no, that would actually really hurt. <laughs> like, <laughs> they've got a little bit of human, you know, smarts, sense. They're not gonna just walk yeah. into a fire. They're not completely daft. So Barbara comes out of her days long enough to tell her story. And this yeah. is, you know, in the spirit of Saw, recapping something that happened literally 10 minutes ago. Yes. But she, she just kind of tells us the first scene, more or less. Yeah, But yeah. does it in that kind of slightly mad way where mm. she becomes she becomes upset. She's talking about her brother dying in front yeah, of her. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, her being attacked, not processing it. And we get a good old-fashioned 1960s, I told you to calm down. She hits him and he fucking wallops her. Yeah, yeah. So Ben is our leading man, warts and all, in the late 60s. Yeah. You know, there's there's like there's good things of what's happened yeah. here, and then, but then it, it it giveth with one hand and taketh away with the other. And she like in response to being hit faints, 
And there was a moment where he like unbuttons her jacket and I was like, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. But then it's just to keep her cool. Because um, it's a not, hot summer's night. And I was like, oh, okay. I just was like, oh, God, where is this film going? It, it, it was. It took a very hell. dark turn. Yeah. Like, it turns out the monsters were humans all along, oh. like, immediately. <laughs> and again, like, very video gamey. We get some radio exposition. We get, you know, a little bit of audio exposition. Oh, I love this. I love, I love the weird terminology because it's mm. like, you know, it, this is talking about media who wouldn't have the words to describe what it was in a movie yes. where we don't yet have the words to describe what it is. We don't say mm. like zombies or whatever no. it is. So instead we have an epidemic of mass murder by an army of unknown assassins. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like hate that a lot. the unknown assassins so much. Like, you know, in wrestling, uh, they'll have like the assassin one and two like with guys with masks. I hate them. They're unknown. They're unknown assassins. Bastards. A term that comes up later on from the radio is misshapen and monsters and i just i love that they don't have the words and they're just like workshopping ideas all of the like stay at home stay inside stay indoors at all costs quite reminiscent of something we've been through in the last few years it was like bringing that back brexit yes brexit brexit and then they changed the messaging and they're like actually guys eat out to help out in this case you got to go out and eat those zombies prime, um, prime minister chancellor the, the zombies are taking advantage of the eat out to help out <laughs> rule and they're eating out all of the diners what what are we what are we gonna uh, no no not in a sexy way either it's really bad no. No. And we really hang out with the, like, radio or... I, I think it's still on the radio because they've not got a telly up yet. It's the radio commentary on what's happening. We just kind of hear what's going on. Oh, wait, update. The killers are eating flesh. You know, oh, I see. And we're just kind of getting getting some stuff. There's a point where they're like, we have received reports that have been designated as beyond belief. So... <laughs> We won't be yeah. troubling you with those. It did make me think and reflect a lot about the nature of, you know, news sources and mm -hmm. know-how. Like, when he's furiously building a fire, and he makes a fire in that fireplace in, like, five fucking seconds. Sure. And, like, we'd all be sat there with our fire lighters on YouTube, how to, you know, on Fireplace Guy, you know, how to, how to, how to light a, an old fireplace in an old house or whatever it yeah. is. I'd probably be much more like Barbara. I'd be asleep and hopefully all the work is done when i wake up you know yes yeah. and i i feel like you would have people be like no there's not zombies that's that's just the the mainstream media lying to you <laughs> there are mates they are we should go out yeah. and have a sing song with them you now they look kind I, I can't stress that enough they do look nice now spoiler alert there's a parasite-esque twist here there's folks down in the basement they've been there the whole time oh no a couple of lads come up and they're like oh here we are we're the we're the basement boys we've been hanging out in the basement we didn't hear all the screaming didn't know what's going on or maybe we did hear the screaming and we don't care because you don't want to get involved <laughs> see let me tell you about my man cooper who transcends mm. both the 60s and the 90s version of this movie to be one of my all-time favorite ordinary creeps take yeah. a shot every Every time this man is adamant that the cellar is the safest place, safest God damn place. it, he fucking loves the cellar. I swore this man like does a cellar conversion business out of Eccles or something like that. He wants yeah, everyone yeah. to convert their cellars. He's mad for it. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he's got his like little younger mate who's like, well, I don't know, Mr. Cooper, there's windows up here. We've got windows. We could use the windows to get out if we need to. There's no windows in the cellar. It's like, no, the cellar is safe. It was just one exit. If we board that up, we're safe. Now, um, are you yeah. team upstairs or are you team cellar? Where's your head at with regards to your survival? I've always wanted a basement. I don't know about you, but it's not really much of a thing in UK homes. No, and like I, I remember looking around houses yeah. around the area, and there was like one that had a basement, and it was an awful house. It was awful. Yeah, yeah. I was mesmerized because it had the basement. And Joe was like, "Kevin, the basement is like you don't even fit in there. You're like literally a foot too tall." Like my head had to crank. But I'm like, "Yeah, but if I was down here playing vintage video games, I wouldn't yeah. need to stand up, would I? I could be in my special ghoul zone." In the basement i'm telling you joe the cellar is the safest place <laughs> for the for the sake of mega drive <laughs> so i was gonna say if mr cooper had one of those snes minis that uh <laughs> if he hooked up to a crt i'm like i'm staying in the cellar like, the I'm, I'm, the safest place. I'm yeah. going down there so i think i'd be suckered in by the coziness and the comfort and not really think about the practicality of you need a fucking escape route if shit goes down look i'll tell you again ben 10 on 10 as far as I'm concerned mm. but with regards to the job he's done patched up the windows I mean yeah. he was proud of his work and I've no yeah, doubt yeah. that he had reason to be but there is a zombie ingress already. Yes. Can I just say, every time we cut to the zombies outside, they do just look like they're milling about. Yeah, kind of... Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. A little, little wiggle about, like, you know. Honestly, they're like awkward men at a disco. Uh, and I can relate. <laughs> Like, I, I what they feel don't it. see is on the other side of the barn and the farmhouse, <laughs> there's a big line of zombie girls all, all kind of also feeling. And they've all got their cider and black currant, and they're like, I don't really know what's going to happen. Uh. Uh. And when a zombie comes over, goes, uh, Will any of ye shift him? <laughs> <laughs> But there are now grabby hands coming in through the windows, through the boards up windows. The foley when they're swatting away the hands where it's like... Stop. <laughs> it's like really... It's so like... So it lies. It's so gentle, this film. It's quite cute sometimes. And the gunshots don't take down this guy straight away, which is an interesting thing. That's a zombie thing that I'm familiar with. Like, you got to get the head. You can't just shoot him in the body. That information's not been... They're still at the no. wash-your-hands stage of this outbreak. <laughs> yes. They think that's all they have to do, okay? They're not yet at the point where you have to go out and get infected and eat in a modestly-priced restaurant that you will immediately regret. They're not at that stage yet. They don't know. No. They don't have the knowledge. No. Kevin, I've got a question for you, and I don't know if it makes me a pervert or not, but did George A. Romero put a naked woman zombie in for the dads? Because that was the feeling I got. Well, I, Is that I, all right? found, it, I found it not titillating but shocking because okay. I thought, well, look at them there now. Satan's children, as naked as the day they were born. Yeah. And I, I took that as not a, a sexy thing. I took I that as like, a grotesque thing because I was, I was raised Catholic and I yeah. know deep down that nudity is something that is should be deeply ashamed and terrified <laughs> of. <laughs> it was the scariest part of the movie for you, the idea that someone would be uh, openly nude simultaneously stark and bollock naked <laughs> i know it's a hot summer but come on jeez have have 
Right, so they're still fucking arguing about which is the safest floor to be on at this point. And I was like, is this the extent of the maybe the humans are the real zombies? Like, that they're just, they can't agree on where to go. Upstairs, downstairs, upstairs, downstairs. Let's call the whole thing <laughs> off. And there's a bit of swapping around because there's a there's a child down in the, in the cellar. And um, a wife. And a wife. And so a young lady, I think the, the girlfriend of the young man, she comes up and they, they swap round and Mr. Cooper goes down and Judy is the young lady and she looks a little bit like Lana Del Rey is what I thought. But she she comes out and we've got another new character and then we cut downstairs to the little fucking kitchen sink drama slash sitcom <laughs> of Mr. Cooper and his wife being like, oh God, these guys upstairs, they, they got a radio on the go. It's like, a radio? Why did he say, oh, come on! I it's just, called oh. this section Cooped Up with the Coopers. <laughs> <laughs> See, right, that needs the font from the start of the film. Yeah. That's perfect <laughs> for this bit. Not for the rest of it, but for this bit. Oh, amazing. Yeah, the whole, like, there's a radio upstairs and you boarded us in down here. What are you thinking? And he's just this put-upon husband, just like, I'm trying to do my best here. And then he's like, God damn it, Helen, I'm telling you. And then the audience go, the cellar is the safest place. <laughs> oh, beautiful stuff. And, they, and the stand-up who they get to warm up the audience, he comes out and, go, and he's like, sorry, everyone, I was just thinking about heading upstairs. Boo! I'm only kidding. You, you've, you're in the right room. You're in the right room. Don't move. Don't you can move. Have a great night. You can have a great, great night. night, lads. Um, great night. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> Judy then... Judy, who's just come upstairs, now has to go back downstairs to look after the kid while Mr. Cooper and Mrs. Cooper come upstairs. And I, I do like the character of Helen Cooper saying, don't be afraid of me. I'm Helen Cooper, Harry's wife. So we now know we've got our two Coopers and we know who they are and they're doing the most important thing that you can do in a lockdown situation. Get the telly hooked up and sorted out. You know, make sure that is working. And we've got more exposition, but this time visual. There's guys, breaking news. The dead live! It's a night of the living dead, everyone. I know this is this beggar's belief. The following report, beggar's belief, but the dead are coming to life. But we are due for a long, dark night of the living dead of the soul, and (laughs) we need to prepare accordingly. Now, I know lots of people like to go on about kind of, oh, one of those amazing, shocking things about Mm. Romero and about uh, The Walking Dead and about all the other great zombie media that we all love is that they never explain where it came from. Now, there is a spin-off in The Walking Dead where they're like, oh, it was made in this lab in France, but none of you watched that, did you? But in this one, no one really wants to remember about the Venus probe shot down by NASA, which is introduced as a possibility, Uh which is then expanded upon as being like, no, that is it. It is is the radiation from the probe from Venus Mm. causing the ghoulification of the recently deceased. Space zombies. These are space zombies. Well, they're not. From they're not fucking outer space, man. Outer space. What is this film? But yeah, they get. We get a bit of you know a possibility of what happened. I like that. I appreciate Don't it. Don't worry, Sam. We'll be safe with our electro guns and solar <laughs> benice. Now the thing here is, is that. <laughs> 
the one thing I'll give it that I love, and this is if I'm be- being pedantic about zombies, which is the best yeah. way to be part of the zombie discourse, I do prefer it when it's not like, oh, a virus or whatever that's spread around. I like it when it's just you die, you come up. That's it. It's yeah. like how you die, you come up. And I much rather that to like, oh, if you've died, but you've been bitten or it doesn't matter if you die, but you've not been bitten. Like, no, 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 no. Bites will kill you, but you're dead, you're up. If you go down, you're coming up. Easy. That's them's the rules. And the, Kevin, the fucking advice has changed. It's flipped on a dime. It used Come to be on. stay indoors. Now it's the pubs are open. Go in them if you want. It's just, I don't understand. Ridiculous. What am I well, supposed apparently, to do? Apparently, Sam, according to Sir Beer Korma, the dead <laughs> live, allegedly. <laughs> there's, there, look, there's local centres where there's food and shelter and armed guards. You've got to go to those. So now we've got some impetus for our characters to not just hang around in a basement and watch telly, which is probably for the best. And there's also a bit of like, oh, by the way, burn the fucking bodies. Yeah. Because otherwise they're coming back. Uh, from the dead. From the from the dead. If you don't if you don't burn them, they will come back. And they're, they're, I can't remember why they're trying to find jars to store stuff. Oh, they're making Molotov cocktails. Molotov, aren't they? Cocktails. Molotov cocktails. And again, much like lockdown, we all got into cocktail making, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, it feels a little bit video gamey, which is not its fault. I think video games are taking it from this. But there's a bit where, oh, well, we need to set fire to these zombies. We, we need to hold X in our inventory. <laughs> we need a glass container and petrol. And the, the lad goes downstairs like, I found some jars in the cellar and there is a key on here that is labeled for the gas pump out back. And it's like the, the tutorial of how to walk in the game is you go into the gas pump out the back. Like you got to like move and ca- carry a thing. You, you can't the see the lock until you turn the oar stick and they're like, well, <laughs> guess how you're controlling your camera <laughs> this way. And a fucking another shot of just zombies hanging out outside. I think they all filmed these shots in one go because they're all very, very similar of them. Just... Do you not like the shots that you don't think it's no, creepy I... or like, oh, there's more of them or they're getting closer. There was no sense of <laughs> any sort of impending. There was no escalation of your feelings, it feels. Kevin, it felt like a crowd building as the support band was playing. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like it was dead, like, is what you're saying. Like, it, like it kind started, of slightly it started out completely dead, and then a few people start shuffling in and kind of swaying about a bit. But they're they're waiting for Coldplay to come on. You know what I'm saying? They're like they're yeah, waiting yeah. for the the main act to main to act. get not, on not that these stage. These old Sorans. No, like the the light up wristband thing is not even it's not even doing anything yet because you know um, James <laughs> are on. Someone was telling me about their experience of going to see Coldplay. Like. <laughs> I, I'm, try, I'm trying to James. Yes. Oh, sit down. Oh, sit down. You know, J- James. Oh, sit down. Sit down next oh, to me. Donkey, donkey, donkey Kong. Country two. Hey. hey. That's how I know it. <laughs> so they're holding off these zombies with Molotov cocktails. And they're, to be fair, their noises have gone from, oh, to. Whoa, dude! <laughs> the zombie's like, Ugh, there's a little, a little bit more passion from these fucking zombies. At this point, as well, Barbara has kind of been treated like a lamp that doesn't really have a home in a badly lit house. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, she's been moved around, <laughs> kind of hoping that there'll be some purpose. 
given to her in her mm. new home. The cellar is the safest place, I would say. Cellar is the safest place. What have I always said, audience? The cellar is the safest place. Hey. So the young lad, he's trying to go out to get in the van to get petrol and... It's, you know, the zombies everywhere and everyone's making funny faces because they're trying to get in the van. And then the petrol spills everywhere. Oh. And then the car's on fire. Oh. And then kaboom, those characters are gone. And again, it's like, I love that the explosion is literally just a flash of white on the screen. We're not I love bothering. That. I, That's I great. I like yeah. the minimalism yeah. of it. Fantastic. You don't need all of those whizzes and bangs. If you told me George A. Romero made this on his Game Boy camera, I'd be very <laughs> impressed as well, like. <laughs> and that was Sometimes. the problem, was that when they printed it on the Game Boy printer, they forgot mm. they put it to public domain, so anyone could print yeah. it, like. Yeah, so real can't believe the full film is on the Wikipedia. You could just click it, on the Wikipedia page and watch it. It truly is the doom of, of yeah. movies. You can get Night of the Living Dead running on a fridge. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, amazing. So after all of this exploding car nonsense, Ben, our main man, is trying to get back into the house. And old Cooper, the cellar is the safest place to be. He's not letting him in. But Ben does get in. And then once he is in, he's they, they have a fisticuff. A fist, fist fight. I think Ben should have adhered to the rules. He was voted off the zombie safe haven, and that was that was the rule, wasn't it? He wasn't meant to be allowed back into the house, and now the contestants have voted, and now they went back on that. And I feel like yeah. he's not respected the process. No. Well, I will be contacting uh, Ofcom. Ofcom <laughs> about this. Way ahead of you. Way ahead. Yeah, of you. yeah, yeah. Yes. So there's been a big explosion now, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With people involved. And we get a scene which is best described as zombies having a cookout. And let yeah. me tell you, as a man who made buffalo wings for the first time the other night. I Ooh. made buffalo wings for the first time the other night, Kevin. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Uh. Did you use Frank's as well? No, but I probably should have done. But they were still very nice. Did you do yours in the oven? No, I did air fryer. Air I fry, did, well, that's I did some air fryer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get an, an even crispy... Yeah. Uh, do, you want, do you want to know a little bit of a hack there? Uh, a, a tip of the cap to J. Yeah, Kenji yeah. Lopez, as always, for a lot of my cooking tips. Baking powder. Baking powder Ooh. on your... When you're when you're you're preparing your chicken wing because yeah, yeah. it will it, it'll interact with the oils in the chicken skin and it'll expand with gas so you'll get bubbly crispy skin. Oh, lovely oh. stuff. Okay, I'll be trying that next time. Yes, please. But these yeah, zombies... unfortunately, Sam and I won't be having buffalo wings relatively soon because we've just had them. Haven't we've we? We've just had them, but if when we do, we will report back. These guys. Oh, a bit of human flesh. Tender. Yeah. And you can tell they put a bit of baking powder on those humans before they exploded. That's true. There's, there's it works. bubbles on the on the skin. When you dry brine your kill, it's always <laughs> going to be there. And this reminded me as well of that part of the pandemic where they're like, mm. I'm sorry to say this, but now at Christmas we must ask you to eat your family alive. Yes. And we're like, oh sure, Boris will get away with all sorts, won't he? <laughs> But again, the zombies do just look like they're having a nice time having a picnic yeah. outside, even though it is like human bits that they're eating. I know, I'm those like, are oh, definitely rotisserie chickens, Sam. I could spot them a mile away. <laughs> Generous rotisserie chickens. Yeah. So that's, you know, weirdly quite a cute scene. Now, the child downstairs, we get some exposition here. Uh-oh, she's got Jupiter virus. 
she she been bit by one of these zombies and we having seen zombie media in the future know what that means there was also a bit here that was very uh, analogous again to the to the pandemic which was people sitting around waiting for the next broadcast to come out yeah yeah you were like well yeah. it's something important oh it's fucking oliver Dowden of the full well, i guess the virus isn't really very serious after all is it tell me how it affects the culture culture secretary what were those things called i can't remember what they were the called daily coronavirus briefing the daily briefing yeah just waiting Where for that you could watch as the lecterns moved closer together further apart yeah yeah the, the phrasing changed it dependent was dependent on the guidance it was yeah. extremely in flux the whole thing so the news reporters are calling these things ghouls they're now yes. officially ghouls we've settled on it they're ghouls and that kill name is going to stick throughout time <laughs> kill the brain ghouls. kill the ghoul and yeah. of course everyone loves you know all their favorite ghoul movies i am a fan of the series i ghoul yeah so of course a ghoul land which was a, a real fun one that came out in the cinema a few years back underrated gaming classic ghoul you on the wii u <laughs> that was surprisingly good and made great use of the Wii U gamepad. The guidance coming through, get him in the head. Fucking yeah. get get the head. And expert guidance, yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. <laughs> <laughs> There's something really freaky about, and this happens in a few, I and mean, not to spoil it, but like it's kind of a somewhat mm. of a recurring theme in, in Romero's work where you're kind of your your savior in these situations. It's kind of like the, the good old boys, the posse or whatever. Yeah. Relishing an opportunity to go out killing people and like, yeah. yeah, don't worry. The men in hats will come with their hunting rifles and sort this all out. So don't worry, folks. Stay calm. <laughs> Stay calm, protect the posse, save lives. And we're doing the pointing with the thumb withheld. The music's pretty interesting in this sometimes. Yeah, what do you think of it? Because it's it's more like kind of a incidental, I guess, used for jolts and japes, I assume. But, yeah. I mean, did it did it have an effect for you? It did, but the, uh, to be honest, I wrote down the music is interesting because I remember hearing a musical cue that I thought was like, oh, okay, I want to talk about that later. Completely forgotten what it was by now. So there were no, like, hooks, mm. but there was interesting use of music I seem to remember. Yeah, I... I would have you know suggests i'm seeing is it is completely the public domain that you and i simply recut this and every scene begins with i've just thought this is the first film that if we wanted to we could do the pre-swirl and then the post will just play the entire audio yeah. of the film and it would be fine like we'd have there would be no legal issue no no issues whatsoever just, yeah. Tack it on in the end, sure, you know? Crack, you know? <laughs> after, the, yeah. after the credits music, put yeah. the entirety of Night of the Living Dead whoop, audio the only. The entirety yeah. of the Night of the Living Dead, you know? Thanks for checking out oh. the entirety of the Night of the Living Dead. I think people will, will enjoy that. I think that, look, if it's going to be on Wikipedia, I've been yeah. saying this for ages, time people spend on Wikipedia is time they're not spending listening to Cinema Swirl. Yes. We need to fucking cannibalise Wikipedia's audience ASAP. Okay, don't look at the runtime if you're listening to this because it will spoil the joke <laughs> at the end of this episode. <laughs> 
So the, at this point, the zombies are coming in, and Mr. Cooper, the cellar's the safest place to be. Is this? It's grabbed Ben's gun. Ben grabs it back, and he just shoots the fucking shit out of Cooper. Sort of unnecessarily, from what I could tell, but he's like, this guy's a fucking He's knob. annoying. He's Come annoying. Get, get him killed. So he, he's gone. His wife gets grabbed by the ghoulies, so Uh-oh. to speak. And Mr. Cooper, he, he's he been shot. He's falling down into the cellar where his daughter is. He goes to see it and then he dies. And the little girl, Karen, has become a, a zombie. And for my money, is the scariest one yes. of this whole film. This sound here, move over coarse brush on a wet concrete pavement. Yeah. And this kid gets a garden trowel and trowels her own mum to death. And George A. Romero, or whoever was in charge of sound and music on this, puts a basically guitar delay pedal on the screams (laughs) of the mum dying. And I respect it. Because that's the sort of thing I would have done, you know, messing around with effects back in the day. I confided in my wife about how scary I found this sound. And mm. I think from a place of trying to help me through it, she was like, all you need to do is, like, it's it's only one step away from being an EDM track, Kevin. Slow it yeah, down, add, yeah, yeah. add a beat. You'd, you'd put this on, you know, while you're playing Minecraft. You'd be fine. And, and I, I can't stress this enough. You could, because it's all in the public domain exactly. and you wouldn't have to pay any rights on that. Plus, so, old man it. Romero's dead himself. Himself, so what's he gonna do <laughs> yeah. about it? Nothing. So Johnny's back. Remember Johnny from the start? He was Yay! moaning about having to put that wreath down. He's back. Hooray! Johnny in the house. He's a zombie, and he's a zombie who looks like he could be in a cool new rave band in the mid 2000s. You know okay, what I'm saying? Right. He looks like he could have been in Claxons. Is what I'm saying. I understand how he looks. Yeah, yeah. However, I feel like the black and white nature of this. Made me feel mm. he looked like John Major with his glasses off in this scene. <laughs> and I feel like we've grabbed very different ends of the stick there. Very different ends yeah. of the stick indeed. Yeah. That being said, John Major could have been in the Claxons. He auditioned and they said, no, we don't no. like the continuation of the hardline policies of Margaret Thatcher. And yours was, forgive me for invoking this movie, a zombie mm. government, Mr. Major. Yes. That's not I, zombie noises. That's, no, that's the MPs are on my side yeah. here. Yeah, me, me and the Claxons. Order, order. I honestly, I don't want to speculate. I think if John Major had been in the band, they wouldn't have won the Mercury Prize. I'm putting it out there. I really like. I don't think it would have happened. Mate, the only thing more political than John Major is the Mercury Prize. <laughs> there, I said hey. it. Um, so he's here he drags barbara away i'm coming to get you barbara now (laughs) and there's no grandfather to tell me off now no so that's her story full circle the og zombie with the kind eyes is back and the little girl i mean at this point it seems like ben is pretty fucked because all the zombies are coming in and they're all overwhelming him and you know where are you going to go? Where could he possibly go, which is the what safest would place be to be? the safest place? It's got to be a safe option here. Where's he going to go? Safe, safe place to go. Oh, the cellar. 
So oh, interesting. You've, you've come down to our level, Ben, have you? Here <laughs> in literally come down to our level, having shot the man who re- repeatedly recommended that to you. Cooper Very interesting, invented ben. cellars. Yeah. Oh, shocking stuff. They're all crowding around trying to get in, but there's one entrance and he's barricaded it and he's safe. Well, safe, safe in the safest apart- place. Apart from the fact that Cooper and his wife, in the oft-forgotten zombie episode ah. of Cooped Up with the Coopers, they've become ghouls, but they're quite quickly uh, dispatched with... Yeah, people by, didn't by like that episode. It was like in Doctors when they had the Joe Pasquale episode. They just thought tonally it didn't work with the rest of the series. <laughs> yeah, whereas I think it was a standout. But, you know, we, we it, it, there's mixed reviews of, of what mixed happened reviews. there. Mixed reviews. This uh, This ending... I mean... Tell me about the ending, Sam. Okay, so we've had the Night of the Living Dead. We've got the morning of the... um, Morning after, yeah. The the morning after of the Living Dead. we got the sort of, like, posse of, like, yee-haw. Well, howdy, boys, we're going to shoot some ghouls today. I ghouls. A bunch of lads coming to shoot the ghouls. And we're like, okay. I mean, Ben has survived in the cellar. And there's armed men coming to get rid of the ghouls. It, in broad daylight, we're going to be okay. And, I mean, they shoot some of the ghouls, and then they just straight up, without much fanfare, shoot Ben. Ben's dead. All of our characters are dead. Another one on the fire. fire. Yep. Hooks and all. The real zombies are the humans. Thank you. Neither living dead. Now, there we there's go. obviously lots of ways to... You know, the, the obvious way to interpret it is like, you know, it was it was a racist act or whatever it is, right? But like a lot of people go watch this sure. and just be like, oh, they were just being careful, weren't they? Which is, again, how a lot of those acts often are perhaps uh, framed, let's just say. Mm. But I do think in terms of a, like a twist ending, yeah. without it being a kind of a big, bruh, the fact that it's delivered with such plainness matter of factness yeah like you don't walk away from night living dead going jesus you walk away with this feeling of ennui and dread i feel and i think that's the movie's like lasting Mm. kind of uh it's lasting impression is that killer final blow i think of of showing you the fruitlessness of surviving or whatever it is yeah yeah you know yeah because he didn't have a good go of it at the end you know that was a a bad end for ben or friend it's a you're right it's a brutal but very matter of fact end and it's not what i expected from a film like this at this time and i mean you know there's there's a way you could have done it where it's like hey look it's a black guy let's kill him and then you could you could have really like egged it on and hammed it up or whatever i'm making myself very hungry at this chat at the moment (laughs) but like the fact that it's delivered with just not a second thought or whatever it Mm. is it's both some could argue a more careful way to show that but also a more devastating way because it's so just boom out of the blue there you fucking go that's what happens yeah just a sad end so you were made sad by the movie but i don't know if it's made you scared I wasn't scared. I wasn't scared. I occasionally had a bit of a laugh. I, w- probably the, the main thing I'm taking away from this is that it is the genesis of a bunch of other shit. Like, it's, it, you can see the seeds being s- sown <laughs> for so much other zombie media. And also for you can see the reaping. Bit- is what you're saying. You can see the bits that didn't get picked up, which is quite yeah. nice as well. Like you can see all the ingredients laid out, and then future films have gone. Well, we don't. We're not going to fucking put that. We don't need the Jupiter probe. That's not going to go well with this. But like a lot of the stuff is still like in place today for yeah. classic zombie stuff. And there were like a few things that I didn't expect. 
that the zombies would be so nice and so gentle and have such lovely kind faces and be a bit quicker than I thought, but also shambling and just milling about. I don't regret not kind of hyping it up for you in the priest's world because I was, I think, at the back of my mind aware that there was a lot of things maybe working against it. But Mm. even with me tapering expectations, I do get the sense that you're somewhat disappointed? Uh, It's a real difficult one because it's like, it's a bit crap, but it's good. (laughs) Like, it's... (laughs) Do you know what I mean, though? Like, it's a bit crap. Yeah, it obviously is. And I think (laughs) that's its charm, though. You know, it is scrappy, as we said earlier. Yeah, sorry. I I meant it's a bit scrap, but it's good. Um, Yeah, yeah. It's got a scrappiness It's all right. No, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's hard to get a read on how I even feel about it. There's probably a bit of dusty old shit prejudice coming through where I'm like, well, it's in black and white, it's old. Fuck it. But I remember when we did, like, Wizard of Oz and when we did Mm. Citizen Kane, it felt like that kind of, the confines of being dusty old shit, then it felt like the stuff rose above that. And it was like, oh, wow, it's dusty old shit, but X, Y, and Z. Like, I still think of, you know, the the imagery of Citizen Kane, like, it stands out because of how old it is in my very uneducated mind. Yes. But are there moments like that in this movie? Do you feel it kind of rises above that? Or has it got to have the it's old but caveat at the start? (sighs) It's old, but it sometimes feels still quite contemporary, which is interesting, but in a schlocky way. I mean, so the the performances in this are... I don't think any of them are great. Yeah, it's all kind of, you know, rookie stuff the, for a lot of them, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it just feels very early, for better or for worse. This is like first go at this sort of thing yeah and it shows but i'm also conscious of like the influence that it's had i'd be i'd be very curious to see later period george a romero that's like, why i'm really thinking you'll yeah. love dawn of the dead because i think the bits that you liked here mm. slim as it may be this offering of bits but yeah, i yeah. do think i don't know if i want to wait a whole year i think we might have to go into dawn of the dead okay. sooner rather than later because i kind of yeah, want to yeah. i don't want you to forget about this movie i kind of want to no. chase this feeling with you and see if because, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I watched this movie having seen already Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, yeah, yeah. Shaun of the Dead, the Dawn of the Dead remake, Return of the Living Dead, and we are the raiders of the living dead. We are hunting, hunting them instead because the dead are after me. Check out the Raiders of the Living Dead theme song. It's great. Raiders of the Living Dead. It's not a good movie. It's not a good movie. Wow, okay. I I watched this having a fucking big backpack of zombie lore and love. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of, I got a different experience. This, I feel like, is your first zombie movie outside of Shaun of the Dead. No, I've seen other, I've seen, you know, I saw some Resident Evils. I've seen zombie, I've seen some zombie media. I've seen some, I saw 28 Days Later. Yeah, but you've not not seen Land of the Dead, Sam. No, no, I haven't. (laughs) But I've seen, I've now seen Night of the Living Dead. OG Night of the Living Dead. And I get what it started, you know? And I'm now aware that, like, this is not the origin of zombie as a concept, but this kind of Western version of zombie kind of sprung up pretty much entirely from here, and it took on its own thing. And you know what, as well? I also saw this movie after watching and watching and watching and rewatching and loving Mm. the bejesus out of the remake of Night of the Living Dead from the early 90s, which... 
I will ask the Cinemas Row fan base, help us out. Where should Sam watch that? Should he watch it behind the paywall here on Cinema Swirl or somewhere in between like David Hasselhoff saying he's looking for freedom uh, mm. as, the, as, the, as the paywall falls? At the same time, I imagine that film is in the private domain. And that I can't very stress enough how much this film being as available as it is is boosting its rating in my mind the fact okay. that like this is so accessible like it's it is it feels like a historical yes. document yes. that is freely available for children in schools to it's, look at. It's one of these movies that was, you know, put in the Library of Congress type of a thing, yeah. you know, like it yeah, is yeah. considered to be, you know, by historians, a film of significance. And, yes. you know, I think there's, there's a million things that we didn't talk about as well in terms of its significance. The fact that, like, it's a movie that doesn't have a love story in it. It was one of the yep. first movies that did that. It was a movie that had a lot of difficulty being distributed initially which is so funny when it's so absurdly ubiquitous now mm. you know like it was so hard to actually get distributed that originally they started playing it on matinees only so the first people who saw this were like young children in the late 60s which is fucking mad but anyway this movie spurned off like you know midnight screenings and you know late yeah, night yeah. cinema and like a huge subculture you could argue was born out of this movie itself so yeah, it yeah. is really significant in ways that we've even begun to broach here but I'm not mm. asking you about a star wipe rating for significance no. or importance we're not submitting uh. this podcast into the library of congress because the deep state would probably upload it on a loose audio format and to begin with Sam yeah. I want to know your star wipe rating your feelings uh. your thoughts on night of the living dead 1968 uh, i've got i i feel like i've got a real opportunity here to piss off the cinema swirl statisticians because oh no. i'm one I of those <laughs> i feel like this is not a three and it's not a two and a half oh and I, fucking I, hell <laughs> but i don't think i can go full pitchfork rating and give this like you know i don't i don't think decimals need to come into this so I, i'm gonna uh. i keep telling you sam whole numbers is the safest place now for, no no right you know what the significance in the history comes into it i say three star wipes you heard it here first <laughs> oh Thanks for listening to another episode of Cinema Swirl. This episode was produced by Kevin, edited by me, Sam, and I also did the music. If you want to support the show, then patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl is the way to go. If you want to follow us on the socials, we're at cinema swirl on Twitter and facebook.com forward slash cinema swirl on Facebook, which is where our votes for episodes take place. If you've got questions, queries, comments, or anything else for the mailbag, then send it on over to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Please do keep recommending the show to your friends if you think they'll like it, or even if you don't think they'll like it, just recommend it anyway. All right, we'll see you next time. Cheers. Bye.
They ought to make the day the time changes, the first day of summer. What? Well, it's 8 o'clock and it's still light. A lot of good the extra daylight does us. Now, we've still got a three-hour drive back. We're not going to be home until after midnight. Well, if it really bugged you, Johnny, you wouldn't do it. <laughs> you think I want to blow Sunday on a scene like this? You know, I figure we're either going to have to move Mother out here or move the grave into Pittsburgh. Well, she can't make a trip like this. Oh, no, that she can't. Is there any of that candy left? No. Look at this thing. We still remember. I don't. You know, I don't even remember what the man looks like. Johnny, it takes you five minutes. Yeah, five minutes to put the wreath on the grave and six hours to drive back and forth. Mother wants to remember, so we trot 200 miles into the country and she stays at home. Well, we're here, John, all right? Ladies and hey, gentlemen, good. we're coming back on the air after an interruption due to technical problems. 